Welcome to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have in finding godly counterparts. Thanks for tuning in. I am Tavia, your host, and this is episode three, From a Man's Perspective. I know this isn't one of your questions that you have, but mm. I did think about it as we were on the topic of um, what, um, what you, like, what we can do to, or what Christian women can do to seem a bit more attractive to men. Yeah. And I guess it was just a bit of a side topic that popped in my head, because mm-hmm. I go to a church that's very diverse, okay. that's very multicultural, right? Yeah. But of course, you still have a lot of black people, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a great number of Chinese people, Indian people. Okay. Um, some Middle Eastern people, but you know you have a mix, and like the topic of interracial dating oh. came up in my head. Where uh, at my church there are, well, there there's one single Chinese woman in particular, yeah, and you know she's like pretty and good looking, and she has a good job and everything, and seems like someone who you could take out and have a good time with. So I remember one of my friends who's married. Uh, we we do Bible studies at his house and everything. Yeah. And she used to come over and he was like, <laughs> Masood, why don't you try acting, you know, so-and-so out? Oh. And then, you know, um, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, it's not a bad idea. Like, mm-hmm. she is a Christian, so I'm not going wrong with, like, trying to ask this person out. Yeah. I guess part of me just deep down inside feels a bit awkward. Like, um... No matter how much we can say, like, okay, yeah, we're both Christians, and, you know, this is the top, you know, what you're trying to aspire for. Yeah. But part of me is just, like, does this six-foot-tall black guy, <laughs> you know, does he really appeal to, like, this five-foot-four, five-five Chinese woman, you know? like? Hey, you never know. No, it's true that you never know, but it's just... You know, when you grow up around a particular demographic and you're raised in a black household, mm-hmm. it's like it's easier culturally yeah. and, um, you know, just all around to date someone who's has a similar culture to you. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And part of me is just like if you if you date someone who's from like uh either an oriental background or a south asian background yeah. like those people have culture for days you oh, know for sure. i mean their culture is a very powerful thing and then it's always around them and they always celebrate it which they should you know there are a lot of good things in it absolutely but then you're just like okay when i'm out with um the person's family or with their friends and then they all speak this one language and you're just like well, the you one learn that language <laughs> you gotta become bilingual that's all Oh, that's the things you do for love. No, Stretch yourself. It's it's true, but <laughs> it's easier said than done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And no matter how much I say, like, yeah, I'm always down for it. You know, this is the new era. It's just always in my head, especially since I did grow up around a lot of friends who were of different backgrounds of me. That's right. And then you know that either a when I'm with all my Caribbean friends and they're with me, or when I'm with them and they're all with you know their similar people group how much of an outsider you feel like you know what i mean so i'm just thinking like would i experience the same sensation if i'm married or dating this person you know what i mean so that's a bit of a like a mental it's a, i guess it's personal for me but it's yeah. a, a a mental barrier that 
I experienced. Yeah. You know and what it's I mean? It's so interesting that you said that because I think for Christian women, because the ratio is so like low for us, like I mentioned in the first episode, that I give an example of my first church that I went to. It was like there were three Christian men and 20 Christian women. Mm. So it was a ratio of three to twenty. So again, the rumble in the pews would be like for Christian women, we can't be that picky. Like this is the idea that a lot of us have out there. Like what you're saying, like I understand your thoughts, you know, that cultural barrier that, you know, what is it gonna be like? But I literally have been in conversations where women have said, you know, like I gotta be open to that. If I wanna get married, if I wanna get a child, I need to be open to the fact that the person that the gentleman that I will marry will not be of my race. So I have to kind of knock those barriers down. Whereas for the men, um, as my mother used to always say, you know, you can pick, choose and refuse because there's so many out there. So you have more of a freedom to have those thoughts because you have so many more women to choose from. Whereas us, it's like, you know, in layman terms, we just better get over it kind of thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I respect what you're saying because it's true. And and you said it's like a personal choice. And, you know, you might change. You might not. You don't know. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a beauty in um, encompassing two cultures into a relationship. At the same time, there's a richness in growing your culture together in a family. Right. Yeah. But um, there's something else I wanted to ask you. On the first episode, and again, I just want to get your perspective. We talked about the five misconceptions. One that we said is that Christian men think that Christian women are not fun. Like, we're boring. We're too churchy. All we do is pray, you know. We go to church, pray. Go home, pray. You know, go to bed and pray. Go to work, come home and pray. And that a lot of Christian men feel that if they date that Christian woman, that they're going to have to let go of some things. What do you think about that? Okay, can I ask you a question? Sure. Whichever church you go to where you find women like that, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, man. I'm telling you, some of the some of the women I have dated who do go to church and who are Christians, um, some of them they're um, not entirely like that. Really? I, yeah, no, really. One of the problems that I find is that I guess um, you can't categorize everyone and um, say that, you know, this one group of people is all like this. But some like the issue I have is like I've never personally been to a club myself. OK. And it's a personal choice that uh, I don't want to date a woman who has that kind of like nightlife presence. I'm not talking like she's on the prowl and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but what I mean is, like, I just look f- like this a certain quant quality and um, like way of behavior and I guess attitude that I l- know I want in a woman. Okay. And that's one of the things that really did bother me. Um, I guess as I was younger. Uh huh. And trying to date someone, you know, in the church and who is who calls themselves a Christian, because I felt that they're in a sense they were living uh, a bit of a double life, yeah. and you know, like with one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. In that they were going to the club, and then of course, in other situations where of course you put yourself in um, 
in a sticky situation you know what i mean and that is one issue that i have had so but in this in the other on the other token i do also see a bit of that in the whole like um i guess too churchy thing okay is that um i know some women where it's like some of the activities they're into is like a bit too drab for me okay and i wouldn't necessarily see myself like you know participating in like board games or like (laughs) (laughs) um, board games no monopoly for you huh or, or like you know the Scrabble man? You like Scrabble? No, see, I do like Scrabble, okay. but you get a pass. But <laughs> I'm also I wouldn't say like I'm out here wilding out, but you know I like to drive <laughs> with the windows down and the music turned up kind of thing, you know? Wild. Yeah, no, but some people aren't down for that, you know? Yeah. So, um. But this is what I'm hearing. Like I'm hearing, like I said, I, in your neck of the woods, it sounds different than from my neck of the woods. Because as I grew up, that's what it was. It's like, yeah, you know, guys wanted to maybe have a drink or two, or they did want to go to the club, and they didn't want, you know, to be convicted, have a woman that's always convicting them. So that's kind of when they went to the non-Christian woman so that they could do their worldly things Mm -hmm. and not be judged for it, just because they felt that the Christian woman was going to judge them. Yeah, well, to be honest, that's on them, man, and... Amen. I would say I would say they missed out on some very good women, because hmm. that's that's more the thing that I'm looking to have. Yeah. Oh no, you'll find it. You will find it, especially you come to my neck of the woods. I'll, I'll make sure I come down to Scarborough then. Well, I'm just gonna say for everyone listening out there, um, where I'm from, I don't know where you're from, but from where I'm from, we call dudes like you weird because we don't, and it's and it's a, in a good way. I'm saying because what like guys that are really have you know have standards like you know christian standards and morals we just find like very rare so we just call it weird because it just seems so odd to us that we just don't meet or connect with guys like that like i've literally had friends who are you know who would connect with a christian man and they still want to engage in sexual activity which is like a total like opposite but it's out there Mm -hmm. so to find like to be honest at this point to find a guy who says he's a Christian and who doesn't want that is rare because that's what it is nowadays. You know, a lot of Christian guys or guys will identify as Christian and they like to have a Christian woman because they know she's not engaging in certain things. They don't want their, her, they don't want, he doesn't want her, his woman doing those things, but he wants to. Uh, so you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I feel you. Yeah, so I just think we're, yeah, we're just, but again, this is why I like that you're here because I think that there's a lot of Christian women who need to hear this because at the end of the day, um, a lot of us are saying there's just no good guys out there or um, we have to stop waiting and go for the non-Christian man. Uh. If we ever want to get married or we ever want to get a child and we've had friends who have done that and then, you know, they get married, they have a child, they have the house and, you know, the two, Point five kids and a dog and you know we're sitting here sat in the pew by ourselves, and we're like well you know god i followed you and now i'm here alone and i feel rejected and forgotten and you know um sally didn't follow you didn't wait and she has everything i wanted so and that's like a big you know reality or that's what it looks like for a lot of us out there so that's why like you know i say that you're weird and it's in a good thing because it's so odd that we hear guys like you saying what you're saying well, true. I guess the other side that everyone has to consider is that everything is not the way how it seems. So even if you see someone and you think 
they got it all you know like <laughs> you know deep down inside they don't right that's all right i hear what you're saying though like right, where was i going with it um but you know even on my side too as a guy sometimes uh you know even with standards you do feel a bit like forsaken too mm-hmm. because sometimes you might you know meet some you know decent women but then it's, i guess maybe having some standards and you know really aspiring yeah. like having an appetite to aspire for more than just the i guess the to scrape on by yeah like mm-hmm. to do really do live your life to the full fullest and honor god yeah like that's a bit of a shock to some women so then they get a bit uh afraid and they kind of back away and they're just like oh i don't think i'm the one for you because i won't really you know be able to live up to what you want me to be yeah that's something that i've heard too and i guess it's a um like a self not really a self-esteem issue but um i guess an area where you have to reevaluate yourself and then i guess see what's missing which is fair for everyone right men or women um but you know i do know a lot of guys who think the same way as me too but you know it makes sense because when you think one way you surround yourself with people who also feel the same way right so um but i i guess that's a bit of a challenge that the church has to figure out is and there's something i've been thinking about myself too is like if i should change churches just to meet a potential spouse yeah like is that the appropriate thing to do how do you go about it like what would you just show up and be like okay there was no <laughs> women at my church so i had to come here i've known guys who's actually done that like they left went to a church looked around oh there's no girls here and then just bounced so I think it's good that you're even challenging yourself to say, is that even the right thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you can only think about something for so much. Like you have to eventually, you know, make a move. Yeah, of course. And and yeah, that was just my two cents on what you had to say earlier. All right, so I have one last question I want to throw at you. Um, just going back to your church life, um, this is something that you know I've seen. Um, at church and I really would love to get a man's perspective on this have you ever felt pressure to date a Christian woman like a particular woman in your church like you know of course trying to protect the identity of that woman in the church but just in general and I ask this because you know um, in my journey I've been a victim of you know, um, Sister Mary dragging me over to this young man and saying, oh, you guys are great for each other. You guys should get married. And then seeing his blank face, like, oh, my goodness, it's just oh. so awkward. Or like, nah, I'm not really into this girl. So I just wonder, again, getting a man's perspective, being on the other side of it. Have you ever had that experience? Y- yes, in a sense. Hmm. Um, it wasn't as blatant, like okay. someone dragging... Uh, no, I do remember. <laughs> there is one incident, and it was so funny, because um, we do um, we do have this one family from church. Okay. And the dad, he's American, and the mom is a Jamaican. Oh. Um, I don't know why I really had to include that, but. <laughs> no, I know why you did, because this is gonna be a good story. <laughs> Can't wait. Once, I, once you said you were Jamaican, I was like, oh yes. No, but it, actually, the mom had nothing. That there are two instances, because one from the same family. So, I think it was the day after the pastor, like, preached on, um, like, godly dating. Okay. 
and his dad goes over for some reason i don't think it was at church that day or i already left so his dad comes over to his son and he's just like hey guys i'll show you how to you know interact or talk to a godly woman and then he grabs his son and then there was um the pastor he does a lot of work on the university of toronto campus okay so you know you have a lot of the foreign exchange students and there was this one woman from nigeria and <laughs> his dad brings him over and it's the most awkward thing he's trying to like get um trying to introduce his son to her uh-huh. and then like same way like you like she just kind of had like this blank like you know deer cotton headlights um yeah. like <laughs> look on her face oh no oh wah, wah. and um <laughs> i guess the other instance of it um was the same family they uh have a younger daughter and i'm good friends like i'm best friends pretty much with her <laughs> older brother and um i remember like one day um me and the daughter like we just went out to um i think it was like some reggae place or something okay no what was it yeah it was just like just like some reggae place and we're just like listening to reggae music or whatever and then um uh, we went back like you know our separate ways back home Mm -hmm. and then i remember her mom saying like the next day or something like um because like the younger they have a lot of younger siblings too and they were just saying stuff like oh you know masood like so and so masood like so and so and the mom heard and she's like oh yeah you know there's no problem with you dating you know her and i was just like oh no 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 it's not really like that yeah you got caught basically um yeah um but i haven't really had that um experience except for (laughs) their dad seems to be i guess a strong ad kind of like my wingman because (laughs) i'm still sick like i remember one time too (laughs) this is so weird because we're at the funeral, right? Oh, wow, a <laughs> <Yeah>. funeral? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a crazy thing, though. Okay. But it's in the reception. Like, after the funeral's done and everything, everyone's just talking. And they're talking about, like, I don't know, for some reason, like, you know, people always want to talk about people getting married and stuff. All the time. And then they were talking about this um, one lady in particular, and she's very nice. Um, this lady from Nigeria. And <laughs> the dad's like, oh, yeah, she's still single? <laughs> Well, you should tell her that Masood's a pretty good guy. He's, <laughs> he's t- <laughs> Are you serious? Good thing she wasn't at the funeral, but... Oh, wow. <laughs> at a funeral, though. Yo, who is this man? This man's thinking. No, this guy's hilarious, man. Yeah. He's uh, thinking about you guys, you know? He knows the struggle. That's why he is on a mission. No, it's true. I mean, he did share, like, I've asked him before about um, his thing. I mean, he's a pretty big anomaly to himself because, you know, he came from um, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. He was born during the 1980s, so, like, the crack era. Mm. And, um, you know, he said, surprisingly, he didn't get married until he was 30. Okay. But um, him and his wife, they have, like, seven beautiful children. Wow. But, you know, I've already said too much because the people listening will know what I'm talking about. You can get clearance from them before this airs. Huh? You can get clearance from them before this airs. No, don't worry. It's cool. Just it's let cool. them know. It's, it's okay. Cool. It's cool. They probably won't even listen to it. But what? That's kind of hurtful. <laughs> I hope they listen. You know? If they have seven kids, that's seven possible listeners. I need listeners. So I'm glad that you talked about that particular family. 
But yeah, no, they're they're good people though. They're yeah. very good people. I like that though. I like that story. Yeah, no, but the dad's hilarious, man. He's <laughs> he's funny. I don't even know him. I like him already. <laughs> Maybe I need him. I need a wingman like him. Uh, he's probably like that man who's like scouting in the church he's like looking like I've, I've experienced that where like a new guy comes in the church and you know this older woman said hey 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 hey, look 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 there's a young guy he looks good he looks good and no wedding ring uh, like, it's like that you know what I mean uh, so he seems like he's like one adult I'm surprised it's a gentleman because when I've experienced stuff like that it's usually a woman like, you know, I've literally had women, like, there was one woman, and, you know, me being a black woman, she would always tell me about this particular black man in the church, and she would say, you know what, this guy is really good, you should marry this guy, every time she saw me, probably for about six months. Really? And then, lo and behold, he popped up with a fiancé that we didn't know. Oh. And then she said, oh, look, he's getting married now, and I was like, Okay. <laughs> So I'm like, he, she didn't even know his status or his yeah. story. And she was trying to like literally like push me towards him. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, and that's why it's not good. Because, yeah. you know, what if I had started developing feelings and ideas, right? right? Uh -huh. And then I would have been so brokenhearted when, you know, I found out that he got engaged. I didn't or you would have caught some hands from the fiance. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right quick, too. So, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's like that's a dangerous thing that happens in churches a lot, though. Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so in closing, um, for our listeners, I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about what Masood said? Do you agree or disagree with him? Especially the men out there who are listening. Did he represent you well? Please let me know so I can discuss. And before we go, I just wanted to leave you with one verse for any woman or if there's a gentleman who's struggling there out there on this topic, especially with loneliness, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, loneliness, rejection, feeling overlooked and there's a lot of other things that people can be feeling so i just wanted to leave with this one verse romans chapter 15 verse 13 in the niv version may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit so the two things i take away from this verse are trust the process like trust the process and trust in him and the second thing I take away from this verse is don't lose hope on this journey. Like for some of us, like I mentioned myself, it's been long, but you know what? Just trust him, trust the process, and don't lose hope. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join us again next time. We'll have another guest talking about their struggles or their journey, trying to look for a soulmate. So take care and thank you for listening.